Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Giddy up, yes. This is race card this Saturday morning, February um, 17. Jeez, this year's flying. Taylor Swift was in Melbourne last night. She will be in Melbourne again at the MCG tonight. I think she's in Melbourne again on Sunday night at the G before she heads to Sydney. Um, everybody is enjoying her. There's no doubt about that. And this man, I don't know if he's got tickets or not. Nicholas Quinn, the superstar from Ladbrokes. Race card brought to you by Ladbrokes. Chat with the industry racing experts in Ladbrokes communities. Download the app today. Hello to you, Quinny. Happy Black Caviar Lightning Stakes Day. Hello, Gareth. Hello to all the listeners out there. Question for you, G-Man. Now, Taylor's going to pack out the MCG three days running. How many shows do you think she could do in a row before it wasn't a capacity crowd? I don't know. That's a question that I am got no idea. I reckon probably... Five, six, five? Yep. I'd say about a week because it yep. just seems like, and she does, less is more. She leaves with people wanting more. Three shows, you get half a chance if you want to see her, but obviously she could go on and on. I did have a little yep. bit of envy looking at the crowds there last night and got a bit of envy looking over this Flemington track today. The gates have just opened. People starting to wander through. I wouldn't say it was anything like the vibrant atmosphere compared to Caulfield a week ago at this time, but no doubt it'll fill throughout the course of the day. And the biggest question is Imperatrice, and I love this because you've got two real camps going into today's race. You've got some people saying she's the best sprinter in the world. It'll simply be a wonderful opportunity to maybe double your money on her today. And then there are the people that are rightfully a little bit concerned about that underwhelming barrier trial performance. And will she replicate that on race day, or will we see her produce the form that saw her basically steal the headlines throughout the spring carnival? It is a great question. I think that's just divided the punting public today. There's a couple of elements to it. We had Mark Walker on the odds couple this morning and I had a chat to him as well and giddy up on Thursday. Um, he's confident that she'll run a big race. There's no doubt about that. But you watch that trial. I asked Kira Ma the question on Thursday for giddy up stable mail. He said it was underwhelming as well. Um, and I think, I think, the rivals of Imperatrice go into this battle today confident that they can get her over a 1,000 metres at Flemington. And it's a pretty simple equation. If she turns up like she did last preparation, she'll win because she's better than them. She can run quicker than them. But if she hasn't come back up after that tough preparation, then she might be vulnerable. If she goes like she did in that trial, then she will be beaten. So that's the big question, Mark, and I, I guess that's what makes this great game. It's gut feel. Um... It's, it's, if you think that she's the best horse and you think that she's at her best, then she'll win and you can get $2 plus. Um, but do you think that she's vulnerable after that trial? Then you can take her on and, and you can get some value elsewhere, Quinny. So she's an interesting runner today. Now, rarely will I say this, Gareth, but I'm not going to bet on the race because I yeah. simply don't know. I don't want to back her at even money and she produces what we saw at the trials and I'm like, why did I fall into an even money shot on the back of that trial? But by the same time, I don't want to take her on. I don't want to back 
a horse like Bella Nipitina, who trialled better, but he's clearly not in the same class as Imperatrice. And don't be fooled for a second by the noise coming out from the camp that she is. So uh, it's an interesting one. I'll watch and learn. I'll praise the winner, but I'll be happy to sit back and watch Imperatrice win and not step into her at the even money. All right, then. Um, Black Caviar, named after the superstar Black Caviar Lightning Stakes. Wendy, I watched that doco on racing.com the other night. She was unbelievable. And what I took out of that doco once again, and sometimes you can forget because she did it so easily and she was so brilliant. You thought she was just bomb proof, but the job that Peter Moody and his team did with her to keep her sound. And she wasn't sound every time she stepped out watching that doco. She was one hell of a champion. She just didn't have that raw ability, but it was her heart and her determination and her resilience in a way to get her over the line. Um, and you hate comparing champions, but I don't think I've seen any any uh, a horse better than her um, in, in Black Caviar. She was remarkable. Truly sensational. We've been absolutely blessed to witness some of the true superstars of racing in the last decade or so with the likes of Black Caviar and Winkson. You're right with that documentary that's on racing.com at the moment about it. And it, I found it a little bit similar to The Last Dance because we just see them on game day. We see these champions come out and win and think it's a foregone conclusion each and every time. But like The Last Dance, it takes you behind the curtain. You get a little bit of a taste of all the turmoil and turbulence they had to overcome along the way. And it wasn't dissimilar with Black Caviar. We know the challenges at Royal Ascot, but Peter Moody, he said he had her sound once. That was her debut performance. And since that run, he had to deal with little niggles and little injuries along the way. So the fact that she was undefeated, the fact that she had off days and still was victorious is a sign, in my opinion, she's the greatest sprinter we'll ever see. Yeah, I totally agree there. So you're not backing Imperatrice. Who are you backing as you mark your race card at Flemington today, Quinny? Wishlaw Lass. Now, we speak about some horses being hard to catch as favourite and some being absolutely darlings when they hit the market. Now, Wishlaw Lass has started favourite five times in her career and she's won on all five occasions. I love that. I love when these horses sort of run to expectation. We saw her defeated at Group 1 level the last time she stepped out. Far from disgrace, but should find this an easier assignment today. And I hope and anticipate that Wishlaw Lass will get back on the winner's list today. That's race five, number three, Damien Lane set to steer. If you do want an anchor for the multi-bet, I don't think they'll be beating Jimmy Starr, who's race nine, number 12. This former Kiwi, very impressive winning first up and hopefully can get the job done. And I'm having an each way bet today on one over in Adelaide. I've been watching this horse and hopefully can put in a good performance today. Race two, number five, Xanthron has been $13 into six. Happy to have something each way at the $6. So they're my three best bets for the day. I'm not going to lie to you, Gareth. Maybe as they go to the gates, I'll get itchy fingers and have a cheeky ticket on Imperatrice. But at this stage, Gareth, while I'm talking without emotion, I'm not going to bet on the Black Caviar Lightning State. Three text messages coming through. They can raise you perfectly, our audience. Quinny, in capital letters, you will back Imperatrice. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the number there at um, Morphville today? Race. Two, number five, Xanthron. Oh, okay, yeah. Race two, number five, Xanthron. Jason Holder gets $6 with Ladbrokes for Xanthron. Um, so that's a look at the card there in Melbourne today. I find it really interesting. I know what I've learnt during the week. You've got Michael Kent Jr. saying that um, their best 
favourites for the stable today is Aramco. He's at 2.15 there with Ladbrokes. In the second race, um, our Boris, that's how you, or Boris, that's how you pronounce it. I've had different pronunciations throughout the morning there, but um, we definitely. How are you going to go with it? Because I've, I've written down about, it's, it's honestly been pronounced three different ways in three different starts. It has, hasn't it? I'm not the only yeah. one. Um, or Boros, but I thought it was our Bor- our Boris, but it's, um, it is, that's how they say, Ouroboros. So who knows? Anyway, David, Ouroboros. take it. I'll run with Ouroboros on our yeah. racing.com today, and I'll definitely butcher it, so you can take the short odds there, G-Man. David, take it's keen on this horse um, as his best for the day, 390, so that's interesting. Um, then we go to race three. This is for the two-year-olds. A, there's a there's a good push for Artevark for the Corsons camp at $5, but Proformers had good backing. Um, that's an interesting race down the straight for the two-year-olds there, Quinny. Race four, and it's a tough just race. Just on the two-year-olds yeah. as well. Could you see any of these runners coming through today and maybe going on to the Blue Diamond on the quick backup? Counter-offensive is a $34 chance, and you've got Proformer and Eject both at 100 to 1. Could you see any of them... Well, getting the job done today and then going to the quick backup? They might go to Sydney, but I can understand if they do. This has been a good horse's race over the years. Horses like Ole Kirk have started in this race, and maybe they've been later two-year-olds as well, mm-hmm. so they might look forward to a champagne or a size yep. later on there in Sydney. Circle of yeah, Fire. Good point. point. Kira Ma made this made an interesting point on Giddy Up on our Stable Mail Thursday. He loves starting his European stayers, at Flemington first up over these shorter trips because he believes that they just sprint better. Um, this horse has got good form lines in the UK. Their big dream is to get into a Sydney Cup, this preparation. He's at 440. He's the watch horse. See, I don't know if you could bet, but I think it's definitely a watch race. You like Wish Laws last in race five. Race six, she's got a good push for French Endeavour. Out of $15 was as low as $15, as low as $11 this morning. Some mail around for Pink Shandon, Quinny. Liam O'Keefe said the whispers are strong there at Flemington for that that mare. Yeah, I like Pink Shandon. I thought that was a massive win at Pakenham last start. was last on the rail, and it was a tenacious victory, but showed her class over the concluding stages. I think she'll be better at Flemington as well. So I'm tipping Pink Shandon in that race, and I reckon it looks a good bet. And then you've got horses like Otago and the CSA Stakes. I'm surprised it's favourite here at 360 with Ladbrokes. Um, King Colorado at the 380. Riff Rock at $8 has been easy. Tannhauser at 15. Run Harry Run at $9. And Verdad's been well supported at 750 here with Ladbrokes. Are you surprised with the move for the Kiwi, the former Kiwi, that's still in his first preparation against these seasoned three-year-olds here in the Sears Haystakes? What a terrific race this is as well. I think this will be one race we'll need to watch a couple of times and Watch the replays back and forth because there might be a few that catch the eye here and obviously only one will win today, but a few might be worth following going forward. I think Rip Rocket's going to be in for a massive campaign. We yeah. know he won the Victoria Derby, so he'll be better over more ground, but he looked pretty sharp at his Warwick Farm trial and wasn't asked to do much then subsequently in another trial at Warwick Farm, but I think he'll be in for a big campaign. King Colorado caught the eye first up from a spell again over an unsuitable trip. And, I mean, this is a horse that contested a Cox Plate, so you know he's got the element of class about him. I think there's lots of winning chances here. I do like Otago, though. I think has a lot of upside. It's a perfect two from two. I love the way Mick Price talks about this galloper as well. You know, sometimes when you listen to Mick with these three-year-olds especially, 
he had this with the likes of Light Fantastic, where he just kept raising the bar and the horse kept winning. So I am with Otago today. But the one I think okay. will run very, very well and keep him safe is the class factor in the field in Riff Rocket. We've had a chat about races eight and nine with the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes and Jimmy's star going around in the listed race. Race 10, some good judges are tipping punch lane. I thought he had all the favours there the other day. Um, this sort of, so you think, but it's a tough race for mine, the last. It is. I've got a tiny share in the rank outsider here in Bullfinch, so we're hoping he can beat home the ambulance, Gareth. That'd be a great result for us owners today. Punch Lane, you right, had every chance last time out, but did get the job done. And I just wonder if there was a little bit left in the tank at the end of that as well. I yeah. thought over the concluding stages, just looked like the further they went, maybe the more Punch Lane would win by. Nearly three lengths on that occasion, I think, is a rightful and deserving favourite to end the day. And for mine, the most likely winner. If you want one outside of the favourite, I think number 11, Belair, who won impressively here at Flemington two starts ago and then was a beaten favourite last time out at Flemington, is the logical danger. So it's a big field, but for mine, probably a little opportunity to trim up the quaddy. All right, then. Do you like anything in Sydney today? I have had a look at Sydney. I think... I mean, I said this last week when we were on air with Glenn Munsey where I thought he had the harder assignment trying to find winners at Sydney and I had the slightly easier mm. task at Caulfield. I think it's not dissimilar to that again today because I think some of the Flemington races we can probably trim down to a couple of leading chances, but it looks a little bit more open in the Sydney features. I do anticipate Fangirl will resume from a spell with a victory in the Apollo Stakes. I think around $2.60 is a fair enough price for her. I think she could be set for a big campaign. Later on in the day, race nine, I'm having something each way on a horse that has tested the patience and pockets of punters at times. But number 10, Louisville, one impressively two starts ago, is ultra consistent. So I'm going to have something each way on Louisville, slightly staking more the place in the win. So again, if we see a second or third, we will make a profit. But currently at around that $7.50 and $2.60 mark, I think Louisville isn't the worst option on the day. And for those that are looking to build a little bit of a bank for the day, I think Winchat will get the job done again. Race four, number eight, if you're looking for a double up. Beautiful. Love your work, mate. Um, hopefully we can make a little bit of money at um, Flemington especially. Go and get them and enjoy Flemington. Quinny? Always great fun chatting to you, G-Man. Thank you for having us on. I'm looking forward to doing it again soon. This is Race Car. Thanks to Labrokes. We'll come back with plenty more straight after this.